last time on Join the Party. We had our pool party, and what a pool party it was. Anara, Tracy, and Johnny have come into their own. Now, if only their adventuring party had a name. If you need anything, just call Alonzo and the Jailbirds. I actually don't hate that. Anara passed her initial assassin's test. Johnny got some one-on-one time with the shadow of the undying light. And Tracy got an upgrade. So now on my left arm, I have a thunder cannon, which is essentially a big gun that shoots magic bullets. In the end, the party deserved a party for defeating the bone whale. So Representative Shields takes them to an exclusive club. Welcome to the Representative Club, or as I like to call it, Duven Boosters. They got new items, new levels, and new appreciation for ball pits. And you have a new arc. Let's get the party started. Dearest Gregory, you know, I originally thought it'd be fun to start this letter like I'm going off to war or something, but then I thought that that was kind of morbid, and then I thought I should trust my first instinct, and then I thought why I'm writing this in the first place, and how I'm kind of going off to war, kinda? So I stopped, but I already had the thing in the beginning, so, um, you know, this is just kind of getting away from me. Um So I'm going to give you a heads up this time because I learned that not telling you stuff, or especially when I'm going somewhere, is bad because then you get your leg hit by a robot with a big axe. And I just told you what I was going to tell you, so I'm just going to keep going forward then. Um, I need to know what's happening with these arrows. Um, Johnny said that they were cursed and I shouldn't touch them, but then, of course, I touched them, and I felt, I felt big, like, not important, but, like, there was this giant that we fought in Antopolis, and he just towered over the ruins, and every step he took, he permanently changed the landscape around him, and I feel like that could be me changing what's happening around me, Like, I feel like it will be me. I feel like I could really be a champion. Like, like I can protect my friends and my family and the city and you. I know what you're thinking. Zoe, don't do that. You're already good enough at this. Like, come on, don't leave me again. That's crazy. I do a really good impression of you, don't I? Come on. Like, come on. I know what they talk about. I know what they say about me, why I got this position, because the speaker has some sort of debt to my dad, or I don't know. I'm someone's champion. I know I am. I can prove it. I will take care of myself, and I will be back soon. Don't worry. Zoe. P.S. 
I left a 1,000-piece puzzle on the big table in the bedroom. I'll give you 50 gold pieces if you finish it before I come back. Alonzo. Again. Star swipe. Two months later. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, I was laughing through that. Star swipe. Two months later. <laughs> I you were changing. No, no, I was just laughing through it. <laughs> so I asked you in the time since we last recorded, if the three of you were doing a competitive activity together, what activity would you guys do together? I meant to say bobsledding. As Interesting. In, we were a team of bobsledders. Okay. That we bobsledded together. Now we haven't been to a place that's been cold yet. I would hope not. I'm in beach gear. <laughs> you are, and I suggested poker mostly as an excuse to stare down both of you, maybe to have Oatcake do so from my lap. And I did suggest wrestling, but that was one sided. I think I do like a Naro with like the green visor on, and she's like, ah, nuts. Oh, I got yeah. taken down by the river. An unlit cigar, just like clasping her fingers with a little like card shark armband. Yeah, good stuff. I do like all those things. I but do we... I do worry that Tracy would be kicked out of the casino for literally counting all of the cards. Like all in the casino. You just, all you, of you the just cards. go over and you're like, one, two, <laughs> three, four, five. There are 52 in this deck. I wonder what's in all the other decks. That was very good. Yes. Thank you. Tracy feels great. Well, guys, I'm out of a job, so <laughs> I'm doing Tracy now as well. Can I play pool? Can we do a pool tournament? That'd be can really we swim in a pool? Yes, we can do a pool tournament. Let's do it. Let's do that. I pool. like that. Yeah, sure. It's a round robin billiards tournament. Pick one NPC that we've met so far who you want on your pool Valentine. tournament. Valentine. Can we say it on, on okay, a count yeah, of three? Yeah, yeah. All right. One, two, three. Sammy and Taylor. <laughs> you can't do that. That's two Sammy people. And Taylor? That's two people. They're one unit. Tammy and Taylor, I think, are too young. They're not allowed to come in. I do like Valentine. Okay, we're going to go with Valentine. You three and Valentine enter into a billiards round robin tournament. There's like snooker and eight ball and nine ball and ten ball, which is a game that doesn't exist on this plane of existence. Is there also like a side tournament, which is just like the magic, like pool magic? Have you seen pool magic? Can there be pool magic? Is there pool magic? Now there's pool magic. It's like, uh, oh, it's like horse, but for pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's one. also played in four dimensions, which is very challenging. You have to pop into the ethereal plane and hit the you ball. You do. And That's you like the back. proper angle, actually, without like hitting someone in the nose. That's good. Yeah. This was in the Antopolis Bar District, and there was a pool bar there. It's like down the road from the giant mistake. All your friends were there. Ev was there to cheer you on. Hephaestus came out from behind the bar. Hephaestus has six legs. Don't know if you guys knew that. Wow. Yeah, you guys found that out. One for every night of the week that people make mistakes in his care. Yeah, not on Sunday. No, never That's the Lord's Day. (laughs) He's he's closed on Mondays. That's when he makes the mistake. That's true. Yes. He goes to the Church of Zaol. (laughs) Cassie was there. She cheered you on. Uh, And I got to say, guys, I rolled a D6 to see what place you guys came in. You came in first. Hey! Um, Nice. Brandon, what's on the top of the trophy that you all won? So it's a trophy, and it's just like a really happy dude, and he's like kind of like mounted on a pool stick. Is he holding oh, a smaller no. trophy, which is holding a smaller trophy? Woo! 
and it just gets concurrently smaller. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's called a vanishing point, and that's actually how you get into the ethereal plane. It's just like diving right in. Is this right trophy a, a dimension door? It is a dimensional portal. Yeah. Wait, was that one of the signs of the champion is like the glittering trophy of gold? Uh, I'm looking at it, and pool trophy is not one of the foretold <laughs> flat items. Sorry, guys. Listen. I had to ask. All right. <laughs> you invited Valentine back to Fidopolis to just like celebrate and throw down. This is actually two months after what happened in Antopolis. So it's nice that you got to reconnect with Valentine. You guys are actually walking up the front steps of Kiko Castle. You're just like palling around. You're holding the trophy up. And Valentine keeps making the sounds of those party favors that you blow into. They go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So Brandon and I, I think we have the same question. Hey, where's Alonzo? And why wasn't he the fourth member? And I was just going to say the Rocky theme was playing as we walked up the stairs. I thought that's what you guys were going to say. So clearly I have the best interest of the party. Alonzo, Alonzo, Rocky. <laughs> I do like that Anara runs up the steps and is like, bam, 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 yes. bam, bam. Yes. I'm making up this song because we don't have this movie here. Yes, exactly. Well, it's just a rock. He's a good boxer, but he is a rock. <laughs> the Rise. story of a, of a golem from Philadelphia. No, but actually, what about Alonzo? Uh, actually, no, that's a great question. As you're walking up the steps and you're celebrating and high-fiving, you see Greg is standing outside of the castle waiting for you guys. My lovely Liza, it has been an age. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I couldn't help it. I, I know how you hate that. The journey continues, but that's no surprise. Would it surprise you to hear that I have companions again? It's been so long since I traveled with others. I found a pitiful warforged abandoned, covered in graffiti. His eagerness reminds me of Charlie. We then met a teenaged half-elf. She aspires to become an assassin one day. I see you in the, in the faces of the people in the cities I pass. Your positivity guides me in the moments I feel lost. The world has changed so much, and I see dark times ahead. I know I must trust the light. But I feel more lost than I, than I feel sure these days. Regardless of how things turn out now, I will never stop looking for you. May the undying light protect you, my Liza, and my dearest Charlie. Until I can once again. Your brightest light, Johnny. Here's the last time you saw Alonzo. Ever since Antopolis, you've noticed that he's gotten a lot more into training. 
he has his bow and arrow with him. He actually is doing stuff with it, unlike, the, remember how he keeps just yelling ice knife before? He's actually training now. So all of the targets that he was using for magic training, he's actually really getting into archery. And he's out there like four, five, six hours a day shooting the targets. And this has happened for like a month or so after you came back from Antopolis. Does he still believe that a certain number of his arrows may be cursed? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay, good. Just wanted to. Yeah. He actually got a bunch of arrows just from the armory in the castle, and he leaves those two arrows that he thinks are cursed off to the side. Did you guys want to ask Alonzo to come with you to the billiards tournament? Uh, super no, because the last time we did that, he got really drunk with some passersby and almost jumped off of the dock. We totally asked him to be our coach. All right. That would make him feel good. Okay, True. What, does that lo- what does it look like? Alonzo. Hey. I like the thing that uh, you approach him while he's training. Keeps pulling an arrow out of his quiver, pulls it back. You hear the whop, and then he just keeps going. He's like, yeah, hi, Johnny. Tracy is standing on Inara's foot as she looks physically pained to have to be nice to Alonzo for a second. We've been here protecting you, but now we need your help. Um. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you need? What do you need? We have an important quest ahead of us, and we've enlisted the help of Valentine. And it's a billiards tournament. Uh, pool, huh? Okay, that's that sounds cool. It's cool to Whop. play. Another arrow hits the hits the target. It is certainly cool to play pool. So I just wanted to know if you would be our coach. Don't be a fool. Yeah, man, we totally need your wisdom. He's like, no, uh, no, guys, I can't. I'm sorry, I got way too much training to do. I've gone. It's it's fine. Um, yeah, go have fun. I- I'm good. Whop! Alonzo, come on, come play with us. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to do here. You're I'm sorry, cool. I can't go. Like, I can't go. Also, you just want me to be your coach. You don't need a coach. It's billiards. You hit him in pocket stuff. I don't know how to play. Teach me. No, I I can't go. Sorry. You have four. You're fine. Fidop- I know Fidopolis rules. You got it. Go team. Woo. All right, well. Lonzo, what, what you training for? Um, I'm trying to get better, you know? I, I mean, I killed that bone whale, and I think that uh, I can do better um, to help the team, you know? I so roll my I eyes keep... when he says he killed the bone whale. Very visibly. I cast light on my eyes to accentuate the rolling of them. Two tiny spotlights. Yeah. Up at a, at a, <laughs> at a, a sick 45-degree angle. Yeah, yeah. Whop. And you look over at the target, and he's hit four out of five of them have been very close to the bullseye. And he's like, you know what? Go on without me. Go have fun. I'll have fun here by myself. And he goes over and pulls the arrows out of the target. Also, have you tried just like... And I cock my thunder cannon and shoot at the target. I roll for that. <laughs> Brandon, what'd you roll? Your dice are so bad. Oh, buddy. Should we trade for this session? <laughs> Brandon, what'd you roll? This is so good. I got a crit one. Oh, no. This is very appropriate for just learning my new arm. I like that. You, you level your arm to try to shoot the target dramatically, and you hear the click, but nothing goes off. And you look inside of the gun, and then it just explodes in your face, but like in like Looney Tunes sort of way. So now you just like have half of your face is like turned around like Daffy Duck, and it's just covered in ash. Hey Johnny, can you just Johnny? Can yeah, you take, yeah, can yeah. You... Just I obviously am going to press the digitate 
your face towards a normal sea. Thank, thank you! Dear Mom and Dad, Hey, I promised I'd write you before spring. I totally and completely sent this in time. The courier must have taken the long way round. You know, how they do that. Classic. The last couple months have been an adventure. I found a good job in the capital. The people I work with are really smart and really nice. One of them loves to quote books. You like him a lot, Mom. I'm teaching them how to pack right and make new friends. Don't worry, though. I'm not letting my shoes get stiff. My job lets me travel, too. I'm meeting all kinds of interesting new people, and I like getting to be helpful. Oh, and I have a dog now. Her name is Oatcake, on account of her liking oatcakes. Thanks to Dad for including your recipe in my pack. As if I could forget how to make them, and before you ask, yes, I'm remembering to let the dough rest before I bake them. We have lots of pets, actually. Big ones with good shoes and scaly ones that don't come out to play very often. And I even saw a whale. We don't have those back home in the Great Green, huh? I even get to put my canoe skills to use. Big boats and lakes are a whole nother thing, but my teacher Alex said I did pretty well. I guess it's pretty different here in Fidopolis, but some stuff never changes. Like, I still got roped into babysitting. Luckily, I knew how to handle twins, and those kids weren't nearly as rambunctious as May and Bo. Let me know how everybody is. Tell Uncle Bastion happy name day. Give Danny a hug for me. Give Liam a noogie. I hope Kel is good and her baby is healthy when it gets here. What are you up to? Where are you heading next? If I can make it back for Seoul, I will. You can send your letter back to me to Kiko Castle in Fidopolis. They know how to reach me. I love you and stuff. Inara. Okay, the tournament actually multi-day, and then of course he stayed over with Evan, he wanted to introduce you guys to his mom, so you guys stayed in Antopolis for a little while. Did she cook us anything? Burgers. Uh, Anara had breakfast every day. Ugh, amazing. (laughs) So, now it's two weeks later, and you're walking up with your trophy, still high-fiving, and Greg is standing in front of the castle waiting for you guys. Hey, how's the leg? Tracy, that was like three months ago. It's fine. Okay, cool. Just, you know, I like to check in. Every how's once your in a while. How's your arm? It's a gun now. It it is a gun. It's You're pretty, very dangerous. Pretty cool, huh? You are dangerous to yeah. so many people. Are you time. glad I didn't meet me now? You know what? Yes, yes, I am. Cool. I'm glad I know you, and now you won't shoot me in the face. Well, we'll see. Hey, um, where's Alonzo? Great question, Greg. Where is he? Is this like a riddle? I'm not. I'm not good at riddles. Can I create a dancing light to have a facsimile of Alonzo walk up? No! (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah, do it. Well, I have no idea, Greg, where Alonzo is. I cast dancing lights, creating a facsimile of Alonzo to start walking up towards us. Hey, Alonzo! And I cast prestidigitation to make him kind of look (laughs) Alonzo-esque. Sure, roll for deception. (laughs) Uh, This is going to end poorly. (laughs) This one, this is the worst plan we've ever had. (laughs) Good job, me. That was 
three plus four for a seven. Well, here's the thing. The DC on that was 50 <laughs> because you can't turn lights into a person. <laughs> so you... <laughs> not, just, not yet. It's, it's true. Greg, Greg just looks at you like... Johnny, that's not even close. I have it dissipate in a magical explosion of beautiful colors. I'm glad you think this is funny, but I have... He said he was with you. That was great! I tip my sun hat to uh, Tracy. I'm glad you think this is funny, but he said he was with you. The last time I saw Alonzo was like two weeks ago, right before the tournament, and he said he was going with you guys to the billiards game in Antopolis, and I haven't seen him since then. I'm sorry, Greg, but he didn't come with us. I think he might have told you that and done something else. Huh. Do you know where he might go instead? I mean, no. I mean, he hasn't lied to me before. I mean, if he's not here, where would he be? I guess he could have intended to join us, but just not told us. Doofin Boosters? Or maybe his uh, helicopter got delayed, or maybe he got to Antopolis and, like, did something else cool. And maybe he, like, I don't know, drank a bucket of wine, haven't we all? Maybe he's visiting his friend uh, Cole in the city. Yeah, I mean, I spent three days looking for Cole when I finally did. Uh, She told me to bug her off, which is weird because she was using British aphorisms at me. But, like, he wasn't there. I don't... Have you tried just, like, yelling his name real loud? Yeah. Wait, no. You know, Alonzo, yeah. Alonzo! Tracy. Alonzo! Alonzo! Did it work? Yo, Tracy, why don't you yell one more time and we'll figure out if, you know, if you do it loud enough, we might be able to catch his attention. I'm okay. No, no, Tracy, you know what? Do it. I think this last one is going to be great. Go ahead. Did anyone notice that I got a haircut? Inara got a haircut. She she has a faux hawk now. <laughs> oh my god, you got a haircut! <laughs> yeah, Tracy, two days ago. Alright, you know what? Fine. I you know, I haven't tried it. Maybe you'll hear me if I do it. And uh Greg walks about ten feet away from you out on the lawn. He's screwing up his face, and he takes a really deep breath in, and he screams, Alonzo! And as he does that, to the west, next to the setting sun, you see a massive column of flame rise out of the horizon, burn as bright as the noonday sun, and snuff out. So around there, the light situation was pretty good, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty extreme. How's the weather? Everything's great with me. 
Jamie. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure what comes next. But everything's been great so far, right? I think Johnny and I are closer than we've ever been, and Inara? Well, when I left with Johnny, I wasn't sure if we'd find any new friends along the way. But now we have Evan, and Alex, and Stoneface, and Tammy, and Taylor, and James, and Zuby, and Nessie, and so many others. And you, of course. And Inara? Well, Inara's family now. Anyway, I just wanted to write to see how you are, and where you are. Did you ever get beamed up? That sounded like such a fun adventure. Oh, I got a new game! With this one, it yells instructions at you, and if you don't follow them exactly, you get shocked, like, really hard. Evan did not like it. You want to play sometime? Maybe when all this adventuring is done? When things settle down? I just wanted to say hi, see how you are, and who you've been murdering, so, hi. Eyes on the sky, Tracy. P.S. Anara still wants your sword. I said she can't have it. Just so you know. What do you guys do after that happens? I want to go talk to Stoneface and get the skinny on uh, gossip around the castle. I think I would immediately try to grab a horse and go towards the thing. And I would immediately stop you. You can try. Tracy, you want to run down to the stables? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to. And Tracy runs and darts for a horse. I'm going to cast Mage Hand and try to grab Tracy's ankle to trip him. I, I don't know. I'm just going to blind you. I think at this point we're so used to Tracy doing impulsive things that Johnny and me have a kind of system worked out. <laughs> I'm just going to blind you. Okay, if he's going to do that, I'm going to use a new spell I have called Light Step, and I am surrounded by light, and then teleport in between Tracy and the horses and just put my hand out like stop. As you guys do your Three Stooges <laughs> style, <laughs> like fumbling on top of each other to get Tracy to stop, you hear... uh two claps together to get you guys at attention and you look up and it's everyone's favorite speaker the speaker meeting at the stables right now let's go what's that that's what we're gonna talk about tracy okay since i already did it i will light step to the stables since it was a half step there i'll do another one there i'm gonna try to grab him as he trans teleports you grab some light did i get some light you got some light cool Valentine opens their mouth and makes the sound of a sad trombone. <laughs> the speaker walks all of you down to the stables, and Valentine is just hanging out next to you guys. Oh, I see you brought a new friend to our official meetings. That's Valentine. Have you met them? No, I, I guess I haven't had the pleasure. Uh, hello, Valentine. And Valentine responds with the sound of a jackhammer. Okay, here we go. There are about ten horses and this, well, nine horses and Joe the camel are in the stable. And I'm petting at, Joe the camel. Yeah. And the speaker has going along to the other nine and is just like scratching them under the chin and patting them on the head. Aww. She really loves these horses. This is the thing you're learning about the speaker. Where do you, where do all of you think uh, that flame came from? We're really going to start this with questions. Why don't you just tell us? Did that guy selling those scrolls finally get caught and they just burned them all? 
actual question. Yeah. It is sunset. What is the light situation of this stable? It's not great. Okay, well, I'm going to cast light on... A horse? Each of the horses... On Joe the Camel's... On one of... On Joe the Camel's humps! Great. I like it. The speaker says, I have my suspicions. Have you seen Alonzo lately? Why, yes, he was just walking no, over here. That was, no. a, that was a construction of light, Johnny, and I think that you would think me better than to fall for your silly parlor game. You think you would, then he does it a lot. All the yeah, time. Yeah, no. Johnny, you really have to tone that down. No, we haven't. And uh, Greg seemed super mad and, as usual, totally blamed us. Well, Alonzo said he was with you. That's not our problem, man. He was not. So well, he not. told us that he was actually going to stay and... And practice with his arrows. And train. So if there's another place that you practice archery to get real good, maybe that's where he is. Who is supposed to be, like, overseeing the practice grounds? Because it seems like something you would have... Like, are you the manager of the grounds that you should be responsible for the people? Or, like, I don't know, his dad? Tracy, do you think that a representative of the entire country is also a groundskeeper point well, of order you know, tracy didn't you meet horkley the manager of the ground <laughs> <laughs> you know you know johnny i didn't get his title wait you said archery yeah that's what he was really obsessed with for like the two months after we got back from antopolis oh no 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 oh no i know where alonzo is Johnny, um, for the last month and a half, Alonzo has been uh, asking me about magic arrows, cursed arrows, and he said that uh, he made a monster disappear with those cursed arrows. Well, the curse was inside of him the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm, I'm starting to think that the curse actually, in fact, inside the arrows the whole time. He was asking about the magic arrows and where he could get more, and I told him that we couldn't, we couldn't make them here, and the only place we would be able to get them is in Tortopolis. Are you saying that Johnny wasn't lying? Oh, Johnny, you were lying to him? Haha, <laughs> that's a sick burn. But it turns out, no, you, that, those were magic arrows. So you're saying... That when I lie, I actually cast Identify. No, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. As it were, you are extremely lucky. So where is he now? If I know Alonzo, I'm worried he's in Tortopolis. I haven't spoken to anyone there in quite a number of years. They had had a, a democratic upheaval. They've been having... Um, elections every few months. Um, the best blacksmiths and Fletchers in the entire concentric states are out there, and I think he rode off here. And she starts to count on the horses. Well, there's Joe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then the last stall all the way on the left is empty. What you guys know about Tortopolis is that Tortopolis is the city underground. They are very insular. In fact, you can't actually see a lot of the city. Everyone just talks about how it's like an iceberg. There's a lot more underground than you can see. 
Oh, this is the worst possible thing. Everyone outside. Come, come outside. I follow the speaker. Trace. I give Joe an apple and then leave. I no, give she... Joe a finger gun and then leave. <laughs> and the speaker says, look. And all of you look up in the sky at the constellation. And right now it's just the three stars in the sky. And slowly, slowly, the bottom left star goes out. And the speaker says, shit, you all have to go now. Hey, it's Eric. Have you ever gotten a new pet? Like a cat or a dog or a snake or an opossum? And they're kind of skittish at first, but you stay quiet and friendly and you don't put any pressure on them. And slowly, your pet friend gets comfortable around you and you think, oh man, if my four-legged friend can get acclimated to a new space in only a few days, I can do anything. All I need is love and space and some treats. This is that space. Welcome to the mid-roll. You can sit on the couch whenever you want. First of all, to everyone who came here from our Jumbotron on the Adventure Zone, welcome! We appreciate and love you so, so much. And here is some hot chocolate that I made myself. The Adventure Zone was our biggest inspiration for making the show. So here in Griffin, say our name just made our palms sweat. We hope we do right by you and your ears, but I have a feeling that you're in the exact right place. Feel free to tweet at us or Facebook message us or send us an email. We want to hear from you and how you're doing. Speaking of wonderful surprises from the internet, we have over 100 patrons from Patreon. How is that even possible? You are all just a field of sunflowers. And now that we've hit this big, big round number, we want to deliver you a gift. We are working on commissioning a map of Fidopolis. A glossy JPEG will be a free download for our patrons as a thank you, and we will be getting a real poster version in our store as soon as possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you to the patrons that put us over the top. New Dude, Elias, Carmel Ann, Opal, I Has No Face, it's a cat from Game of Thrones, I like that. Austin, Molly, Carrie, Ashley, Pat, Danielle, Myself Squared, Sky the Goose Lord, Corinne, and Hannah May. If you haven't joined the party, this is the best time to start. Head on over to patreon.com slash join the party pod. We have Punch and Jenga. We are sponsored this week by 27 Store in Brooklyn, New York. And I need to tell you about a new board game that they have in stock, Charterstone. This game is a competitive legacy game. You're supposed to play it with the same group of friends over 12 sessions, and then you actually alter the board as you play. It's like you're starting a D&D game, but you're all playing a board game instead. In Charterstone, you're trying to beat your friends as you build up a village out of nothing. It starts with simple choices, but soon you'll have a bustling village with dozens of actions to take. I am so excited to get a group together and then crush them with my village-building prowess. If you're interested in Charterstone, you can head on over to 20sidedstore.com or visit them in person in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York. And don't forget, we have a discount code. Use Join the Party 
for 20% off your order. So head on over to 20, the full word, sidedstore.com or visit them in person and use our discount code, join the party. And as a reminder from last episode, Brandon released the amazing music that he composed for our first arc, Wedding Party. The album is called Wedding Favors, and it is the perfect writing or working or doing stuff music. My personal favorite is the shopping montage, because I asked him to write an 80s synth beat, and he groaned at me. But then he did it, and it was awesome. You can go to brandongrugel.bandcamp.com, Brandon, spelled the normal way, and then Grugel, G-R-U-G-L-E, dot bandcamp.com, or follow the link in the description and pay what you want for the album. We've also got a ton of listens lately, so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing up to our weird, fun, queer fantasy story with skateboards and gargoyles that sound like Danny Zuko. You make it all worth it. I am so proud of this new arc, and I am so excited to share it with you. If you're excited about it, share it with your friends. Give it to someone who could really use a story right now. Now, let's get back to the show. The speaker has given you your next task. So are you guys leaving tonight? Or are you going to wait? What are you going to do? I would really like us to rest. Johnny, Michael, I want you to know that you've been seen. You are heard. But Tracy wants to do the exact opposite. <laughs> I have used two of my three spell slots. Tracy doesn't sleep or eat or rest. So, like, he's good. He wants to go. Yeah, and the speaker's on Tracy's side, for that matter. The speaker wants you to leave, like, in five minutes. Well, Tracy might be changing his mind. How are we getting there? And how long does it take? It would take about a day and a half, and you can take the horses. You can maybe see if, like, Captain Alex has cooked up some mechanical stuff. But the speaker brought you over there so you could take the horses and Joe the camel. If we have some kind of, like, carriage situation, I suggest that we leave now and sleep in shifts during the journey. Mm, that's a good idea. I would also like to be shotgun. Okay. Captain Alex can get, like, a carriage situation that you hook up to horses. And I actually really like the joke camels out in front. It's like a Clydesdale sort of thing, which is very <laughs> funny. You can sit up in front where you're controlling the horses. Dibs. You can sit up top on top of, like, the carriage. Dibs. Or you can be in the back, like, kind of like the back seat. Question. Not dibs. Do you have animal handling? <clears throat> Let me consult my character sheet. I'm in minus one. So I undibs <laughs> that. Before we leave, I'm going to put on my new dad shades, which have been conveniently attached to my neck using the, a wonderful strap. So I put them on and it lets me cast Arcane Eye. And through the glasses, I can see things around me and actually even when I'm not there for a certain amount of time. Okay, you need to be centered on a point. Where is the point that you're looking from? Speaker Martinson. Just like, just like right on top of her? Well, she's standing, I'm assuming, next to our carriage as it's being prepared. So, yeah, I will center it on her and move with her for as much as I have control of it. Sounds good. Okay, great. Who's driving? I'm going to take first shift driving. Tracy will take a look out from up top, and Johnny will pack up into the back and nap. Sounds good. I'm like practicing. Old, old man. I'm like practicing aiming at trees as I go along. I'm not shooting. I'm just like <laughs> looking down my sight. You pointing, know? pointing your gun just yeah, a, across the horizon. Pointing my arm out. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love that. I'm actually going to gather the rein of one of the horses and put it under Oatcake's paw so that she can be my like co-driver 
beside me on the rails of this. This is like the fantasy equivalent of all of those pictures you take with your dog. So it looks like they're driving. Yeah, no. Okay. Is like my like John Watson, like my Victorian dress with a cape with a top hat with a little mustache, like sitting next to me driving this carriage and the boxing gloves. It's now actual like rear view mirror dice on our carriage. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm also going to give you all the apples I have because for some reason I have so many apples so that you can uh, give treats to the horses and camel as I sleep. Nice. All right, as you go, yeah, and get the horses to go, and you start uh, riding away from Fidopolis. Before I fall asleep, I send out a ton of, like, fireworks light show to celebrate our leaving. Nice. And both the speaker and Valentine clap <laughs> for, the, for the fireworks. So I can see them clapping. Yes, you can. Excellent. Now, does Valentine actually clap or make the sound of clapping? No, Valentine actually claps, but it's really awkward because they're, like, clapping with wings. You can see from the arcane eye, you get about, like, a minute or so until you're out of range. And really, it's just the speaker and Valentine are talking, quotes, talking close to each other. And the speaker looks concerned, and Valentine just kind of looks as inscrutable as ever. I know that you guys don't trust her or anybody, but the speaker is just, like, happy that she got you out. I mean, she looks a little relieved, but still, like, kind of tense. And it seems that, like, she's... I kind of get the sense that, like, people get this, like, really... Kind of far away look when they're confessing their secrets or like their feelings to somebody else. I feel like talking to Valentine, like when you talk to something that can't really talk back, you'll say your truest feelings to them. I feel like you're getting that sense. It's like the speaker is being like very honest and like very earnestly revealing her feelings to Valentine. I'm going to continue having the arcane eye and keep the sunglasses on me as I fall asleep. Yeah. I like to think that like you're watching. The speaker, and then you slowly, like, you get drowsy, and then you just it fall blinks. asleep. It blinks longer. Yeah. And through the last thing you see, like, the speaker and Valentine walk back towards the castle, and then you fall asleep. Okay, what do you guys do during a road trip? I'm going to teach Oatcake a series of elaborate tricks. Okay, like what? Like, I will teach her, put your hands up! And she'll, like, sit back on her haunches and put her hands up. Is it horrible? <laughs> I will teach her stab, and she will just, like, jab one paw forward in the dirt. I will teach her... Bang, bang, and she will roll over and play dead. Ooh, I love that. Can you yeah. roll uh, animal handling? Sure. And I'll give you plus one because I'll include the tummy rubs to it. 13 plus one animal handling plus one tummy rubs is 15. Oh, okay. So as you're doing the silly tricks training, you do bang, bang one more time and OK falls over and then poofs away. Ooh. And then is gone for like a minute or so and then poofs back and is holding a weird stripy fruit in her mouth. I pick up the fruit and inspect it. Can I roll a nature check? Yes. Look at me, guys. I I did a check. That's a 16 plus 2 for an 18. Okay. Yeah, this fruit is actually the main component of uh, truth-telling serum. If you mix it with the Ren Metal Whiskey and um, some other bits and bobs, you can get someone to tell the truth for one minute. I am going to put the fruit in my pack and pet Oatcake and give her a treat. Oatcake then stabs you with her hand. And I giggle. Tracy, what are you doing? I sneak into the back of the caravan and uh, lightly tap Johnny on the shoulder and I say, Wake up! (laughs) Tracy, so nice (laughs) of you to wake me up in the calmest manner yet. You're welcome. I've been learning. What time is it? It doesn't matter. You want to do a thing? (laughs) Ah. 
With you, Tracy, sure. And I pull Johnny's My Force Warforge book out of his pack, and we sit down. I sit down cross-legged and pull a few spare little bits out of my bean. As Johnny sees you pulling out spare bits and bobs from yourself, I look in horror as I pull out those same bits and bobs from my Robomancy kit. And, and then I try to shove them back in, but they don't quite go in. <laughs> so now we have duplicates in case one of the screws falls. Oh, so maybe we can make two things. Maybe. And I start to put together some gears and some screws into the shape of a watch. And we're both kind of trying to do the same thing. Every mistake that one makes, the other helps with and vice versa. And we're trying to make a watch, which is one of the easier things to do. But as we're both kind of learning and... It's definitely helping us. And the entire time, Tracy is singing 99 Potions of Healing on the wall. (laughs) And at the end of it, Tracy looks at Johnny sort of expectantly and uh, waits for that spark of magic. Johnny places his hand on the object that Tracy made and the object that he made and channels the same energy that he did when he helped Tracy come back. So you guys made matching popcorn watches? That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, while you do that, the runes on Tracy's arm starts to glow. It starts from one hand and then goes all the way up one arm and all the way down the other arm. And then his whole body just starts to glow all over the runes. And when you guys are both holding the pocket watches together, they both set themselves to 12. And now you guys both have pocket watches. Magic pocket watches. What should we inscribe on them? I like mine plain. Then I'll do the same. The anniversary <laughs> I, on what you met. And I secretly press the digitate. Tracy plus Johnny <laughs> five ever. <laughs> Cute. Okay, it's been about a day and a half. And as you've been driving, the landscape has also started to change. In my head, Fidopolis has just been like a northeastern sort of like foresty green all the time. You're driving past forests and through grasslands, but as you get farther away from the castle, it starts to get just like a little grainier, rockier, not like rolling hills anymore, but we're talking like more mountains, and you're starting to see some mining in the larger mountainous areas here. It's kind of brushy and just like dirtier, you know? And who's driving here at the end? So Inara has a time to rest. I'll finish it off. Sure. I'm attentively casting prestidigitation to clean out all the dust and dirt that's attaching to not only the horses, but the carriage and myself, just to stay clean as we're Like things through. everywhere, like billboards. Yeah, just everything like I see signs. dirty, and I'm just like trying to clean it because sure. it's, you know, it's too much dirt. Yeah, you're so focused on cleaning everything, you don't see Joe, who just rears back and uh, stops in front of the other horses, and the other horses just like stop short and rear back, and you all stop with like a thunk. Now I'm on top. Do I fly forward? <laughs> oh, thank you. Roll a dexterity check, Tracy. <laughs> that was a natural 20. I love Woo! it. Great job. What I'd like to think is that you still get thrown from the carriage, but you do a full f- front flip and you just keep rolling forward. Like you won't, you just refuse to stop rolling. And eventually you do like a half handspring and like throw your arms in the air like a gymnast and go, ta da! Jazz hands. I swear he was going to say, like, you just don't care. I know, me too. I was very disappointed. And Anara and Johnny, you realize that, one, that was really dope by Tracy. Sure, yes, of course. (laughs) Even Joe the Camel goes, 
But that means like, yeah, man. Nice. Oh, I understood. I can read lips. Tracy, as you've thrown your hands in the air, surrounding you in like a hundred foot circle is just ash. Tracy looks at the ground and thinks for a second and then immediately lies on his back and makes ash angels. (laughs) (sighs) Terrible. That's a press digitation I'm going to have to do to clean him. Johnny looks at him just shaking his head like, it's going to require a couple of those spells to clean him. And Inara makes a little, like, okay symbol with her middle finger and her thumb down at her side. It's like the Moonelf equivalent of crossing yourself. The idea of a ring that you either cross or break or jump in the middle of is, like, deeply antithetical to everything she grew up believing. And it is, like, deeply, viscerally creepy in a way that she has not experienced since leaving home. You know, that's actually really interesting because Anara, as you watch Tracy just get himself all nasty in that ash, two feet to the right of him is a hole. And it makes your skin crawl. Do any of us feel compelled that that is our hole that we have to go into? Johnny, yes, you do. Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Now, the light situation, I'm going to assume, is fairly bad. Negative. It is terrible. Fish. It's anti. Now, the day is day? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get off of the carriage, walk close to the hole, but not close enough that there's enough space that if I fell, I would still not fall into it. Got it. I'm going to cast Dancing Lights, and one at a time have those lights move closer to the hole and... Goes farther down. I got you. Yeah. Sure. As you strategically place the lights as it goes down the hole, at first you're not really getting anything. It's just like the light is just going in all directions because it's just very wide everywhere. But as you get closer and closer to the bottom, you're starting to hit ground. It's about 60 feet down. I'm going to use the light and have a perception check. Roll on it. I got you. And I'll do a nature check to see if I have seen anything similar in my upbringing. Sure. I got a nat 20. And I got a 16 plus 2 for an 18. All right, I'm going to do perception and then nature. Yeah, you can tell that at the top of the lights, it's all really wide. You know when you, like, shine a flashlight out into the woods and it doesn't really hit anything? It just kind of dispels. But as you go down, you are very sure that the bottom is 60 feet down. And there's just, like, dirt down there. So if anything, the ground we're standing on is more of a ceiling for whatever is happening down there. Here's the nature check. Anara. This cavern is man-made. This is not a natural cavern. Like, someone dug this thing. You also put it together that you are in the city underground, and here is a hole, a man-made hole, that's leading down. Uh, Guys, this is where we're going. There's no, like, apparatus for us to enter. There's no rope. There's just a hole. Yes. Inara grabs her pack, grabs Oakcake under one arm, and jumps into the hole. Okay. What? Were you? Oh my god, there's a hole! That's a 60 feet drop, and you don't have Featherfall. I'm going. Oh no. DM, how do I fare? Anara, make an acrobatics roll. That's a 14. Okay, we'll come back to you. Johnny, I have a plan. You grab my back. I will use my long arm of the law, and we will slowly descend down as far as we can go. Hey, Tracy. Yeah? 
Remember when I said a bad thing would happen to you from the book? No. Oh, I, I remember it. Mm. Tracy, as you get up from the ash pile to try to talk to Johnny about what to do next, the ground starts to break beneath you. Aegis can't hold your big robotic frame. Do you want to say something to Johnny before you fall? I take out my pocket watch and I say, I guess it's time. And then I fall through the ground. Yeah, you do. Nice. <laughs> Seeing that his two companions have decided to, well, one decided and the other had no choice, fell into a thing. I will put my hand on Joe and say to him, I don't know next time I see you. If we are not back in five days, go back to Kiko Castle. And Joe licks you. I give him an apple and then drop a whole mess of apples. Like I flip over my pack and it just apples just come out. Yeah. Just infinite apples mm-hmm. that I just refuse to eat. Yeah, I got you. Just so many apples for the three of the animals there. And one papaya. It's weird. Yeah, just one full papaya. And I'm going to light step down so that I'm at 30 feet. And so I'm only falling 30 feet. And from only 30 feet, I'm going to acrobatics to not hurt myself okay. as I fall roll with ac- light you know I got it roll acrobatics great <sighs> I shouldn't have used this dice six okay so. here we go Anara as you jump down with oat cake you flip and spin and get ready to brace yourself against the ground and as you're halfway through the fall a torrent of mud rises up and snatches you out of the air and pull you down and lowers down to the ground. Tracy, as you fall through another hole, you are a little less lucky. Tracy, you shoot your long arm of the law back to try to grab yourself, and you just totally miss. You can't hold on to anything. And you were falling, 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 and right before the bottom, the mud also rises up to try to grab you, but your force is too hard, and you take 15 points of damage. Johnny, you just poof out of nowhere. You light step down and you fall the 30 feet. You look back together and you see both of them just like encased in mud. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be taken care of. Thank you. But nothing comes up to greet your fall. And you take 17 points of damage. As Anara and Tracy lower down to the ground. And Johnny, you pick yourself up from, from your from your fall. With a twist of my hand, I have the lights come around us. And you look around and the lights are illuminating a coliseum. And as you look around, you're like, where are we? You hear a voice over to the left say, All right, they're ready. Let's get it going. And lights. From all around the Colosseum, turn on. And you see out in the stands is just hundreds and hundreds of people clapping and cheering for something. And above you, somewhere, you hear... Representative Brink has everything going for her. Great friends, a loving family, a powerful army of mud monsters who can attack at any moment. There's just one thing missing. Someone to share her life with. 20 of the hottest warriors from the concentric states are here to fight for her heart. And one of them will end up by her side. Welcome to the premiere of The Bachelorette Tournament. 
Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish the after party where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash join the party pod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.